0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the deep dive. More NFL. We we carry on. Uh, They're making a little uh, little headway negotiating between the uh, the league and the players. Maybe some science for optimism, or I guess do you feel better this week than you felt last week about the NFL games being played, Andy? I was
0: thinking about this, and maybe we should, uh, you know, I want to say major four sports, but, man, I just don't follow hockey enough. Like, I had to ask somebody about it today. But, like, the major three sports, obviously baseball is a go, but if you just want to talk about the timelines from the whole corona to the start of the season, like, who bungles this the most? Just it's it feels like a, a really competitive race between baseball and just the the labor dispute <laughs> essentially for like yeah. three months just pissing off the fans. <clears throat> you got football, who just I mean we're we're this far out, people are trying to report for camp and there's no testing protocols in place. We're like oh shit, yeah, well, we're gonna get right on that. We don't know how many preseason games yet either. Like that stuff's a few weeks around the corner. It's wild how just La da lazy fair, we are about this whole thing. Just I will figure it out when we get there. And then, like, well, and baseball today. I mean, baseball, I said they start soon, but like Toronto doesn't, Toronto's not allowed to play. In yeah, their, what, the hell? Toronto, they're, what they're, the hell? They're scrambling. To, uh, Buffalo has a very nice facility, their AAA team, which probably will work out because it's going to be hard to like share a stadium. Because you're going to have overlapping home games with like Pittsburgh or somebody. So that's kind of a mess. And then the bubble is just the bubble. I mean, that's going to be a disaster once the girls get in. So, I mean, it's a race to the bottom with these leagues. Hopefully it all works out. I feel like this whole thing is just held together with scotch tape and twist ties and just somebody sneezing (laughs) the wrong way is going to drop a league, which that's a good analogy to use. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for all these sports because I know I know a lot of people enjoy basketball, baseball, hockey as much as we enjoy football and got but god I hope I would trade all the other sports for five years just to get football going this season normal.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a tiny bit more optimistic that they are at least having conversations. The fact that it's taken until the end of July to get there is unconscionable if these people uh are you know it's almost criminally negligent that they have waited this long to really start talking about the major issues on the table, most notably money. Um but that's did you, you know. see
0: the latest tweet? It just got dropped in the chat. The Schefter tweet from 15 minutes ago.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Zero preseason games.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't think that's unexpected, did you? I mean RG3 broke that news two weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, a scoop chapter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, and it'll be interesting to, I guess. Sorry, undrafted free agents. Sorry, rookies that we're going to try to make a make the team. Sorry, I mean, sorry, all rookies who are fighting for a spot. It, it helps a lot if you can have a couple nice preseason games or just a good camp. It's going to be weird. It's. Uh, definitely somebody brought this up in some dms to us as far as who who um who gains the most value out of this yeah who does this That's help an interesting who, exercise yeah. Yeah. it does maybe maybe we'll get into that one of these times and just talk about like who's this help who's this hurt or we'll bring it up intermittently <laughs> As we get through the teams here, because it definitely teams with veteran coaches. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine it helps either of the two teams we're <laughs> no, talking God.
0: about today. No, like having <laughs> yeah, having any any team with continuity anywhere, whether it's the roster, the coaching, the system, the the talent, like the, the rich get richer here. Like this help, Honestly, it just this helps Kansas City.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They,
0: pretty much the same roster with a really yeah. experienced coach and all the talent in the world
1: basically any theory any game theory you spin toward to you know to me like hey what if this happens who does it help it helps Kansas, Kansas City, City. <laughs> it helps <laughs> Kansas City you could, you know the 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 yes without a question uh the rich getting richer is kind of the uh the entire theme of all of this uh you know all of the uh potential aspects here and I guess let's just get right into this. We are going to tackle the AFC North this week. Really, really, really fun division to handicap. It is going to be a hell of a lot of fun talking about these teams. Um, We are going to start today uh, in the great state of Ohio. We're going to do Bengals and the Browns. And uh, like we were just talking about, new head coach... Young head coach for the Bengals, new head coach for the Browns young quarterback for the Browns, new quarterback for the Bengals. Um, lots of uncertainty you sure wouldn't have minded uh, getting Joe Burrow a couple of preseason snaps to get the jitters out before taking on um, who do they got week one the Chargers uh, So you know it's it would have been nice to you know to have a little bit of a dress rehearsal. Uh, not going to happen. Um, and really, I am, you know, I am uh, just in general, my feeling about the Bengals is going to be probably wait until at least four weeks into the season before I make a bet on these guys. It's going to take them a very long time to find their identity. Uh, we don't really have a sense that their head coach, Zach Taylor, has a system. You know, he can recreate the system that um, McVay put together in, uh, in L.A. in short order. I think it's going to take quite a lot longer for Zach Taylor to find his identity here with the Bengals. Um, but, uh, but they got a quarterback of the future in Joe Burrow, I suppose. Uh, do you want to start with Burrow?
0: Yeah, I mean, it worked out. They they got the number one pick. Uh, it kind of felt like just it was Miami's by default before we started last season, and they just Miami'd it up. Got a few wins,
1: Beat Burrow, the Pats.
0: <laughs> yeah. Burrow back to Ohio, you know, where he uh, played before he transferred down to LSU. It's really hard to say anything bad about Joe Burrow. I'm
1: you watched a t- lot of his games, right?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna you try. Had some,
1: you had some Heisman. Oh yeah, and that. You, so so you were you were on that roller coaster with Burrow for uh, for the majority of the season. You watched a lot of LSU.
0: Oh yeah. Plus, I mean, they were just fun games, and. Again, like hard to say anything bad about him. You can't, you know, some of these quarterbacks, you want to say, like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but uh, some of these quarterbacks who come out of mid major leagues and really rip it up. Like, yeah, you know what? He played a mid major schedule. Jesus Christ, LSU had a tough schedule, they played everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they they,
0: yeah. I mean, they they played in the SEC, and then they played in the playoff against two really really good teams, and they just looked great every time. I mean, what? Yeah, six sixty touchdowns. they were fifteen and 0. Uh I mean, yeah, it was a single season touchdown record. He ran for a few. He only threw six picks. I mm-hmm. mean, just every everything was everything was thumbs up for him. It's hard what to was say the... outside of how much of it was. Joe Brady. Sure. Because, That's fair. because he took a wild-ass step forward from his previous season. And I, I'm not sure. You, well, just, I mean, he set all kinds of records. Somebody would have to set all kinds of records like this again to take a step like this. But, yeah, just – and even from the beginning of the season, um, they played a tight one with Texas, who I don't think was honestly – I mean, it was a road game. Um they had a couple a couple tough ones, I feel like, at the beginning of the year outside of that. But I mean, once once it got to the end of the year, I mean they were just putting up points. They beat they beat Georgia by like four touchdowns. Put, yeah. I mean, how, how many did they put up on Oklahoma? I felt like that was a gonna 70? be a close game. <laughs> it was it was a ton of points. Yeah. I thought they at, were gonna score a hundred. <laughs> at least six, yeah, at least sixty points. Yeah, they put up fifty burgers all over. I just pulled it up. LSU or uh, Mississippi, Arkansas, A&M, Oklahoma, uh, a couple more in the 40s, uh, Vanderbilt. That doesn't count. Sorry, Commodores. But they put up 66 on the road on Vanderbilt. And they had, uh,
1: man. 63 against Oklahoma, which was the, the most aggressive ass beating I've ever seen in a semifinal of a major sport championship. Um, uh,
0: t- outside of Big Ten teams, who, <laughs> outside,
1: just, that's yeah, a good who just
0: don't score in those games. No,
1: they. They, but the, that offense was clicking so, so perfectly. Yeah. They could have scored 100 if so, they felt like it. Yeah. So um, the,
0: I mean, that would be my knock, though. Like he was perfect. He was electric. The offense was called. I mean, to his strengths, and he took it and ran with it, and he, easy Heisman, easy national championship. Everything turned and honestly, I had that Heisman at a hundred to one. And I was going to see, I'm like, if they beat Auburn, I'm going to sell it because it was a cash out book. And I said, I'll sell it before they play Bama because it was in Bama. In Tuscaloosa, and then the book took the cash out option down. I, said, well, I, I guess I'm stuck with this. because it wasn't a paper ticket, I could sell, and then the rest is history. So,
1: well, so I'm, that's why they, they, they don't call you the cash out king. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just letting her ride. I'm hopeful for him. Like th- that would be the the one the one way we find out that Joe Brady is a god. I guess it's like oh he. He's just not clicking this offense. Like he, he's not being coached right. They're not scheming to him right. But again, these coach, you know, these coaches watched him play. I'm sure they did plenty of scouting on him, and he has decent hmm. weapons. Um, AJ's back after yep. a bunch of injuries. Uh, Boyd Ross. They drafted T Higgins, who is another just stud. He played in the yeah, that was the title game.
1: Yeah, no, they have a very, they have a strong team. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, you know, strong, 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 uh, strong-ish. I guess, ish. I guess yeah. uh, they have a talented, they have a talented set of skilled position players is really what I meant to say there. Um, they have yeah. a poor offensive line. The offensive They're line very, is going to be an very issue. bad, like potentially very bad. They might, this might be the, this is a bottom five offensive line in the league this year, in my opinion, which yeah. makes it tough for a young quarterback. Um,
0: I think that's the biggest glaring spot. Like both sides of the ball, offensive line is the biggest weakness. I'm not sure it improved very much. They, you know, w- when you have so many needs, they didn't end up drafting. I'm, I think they took one very late. They didn't end up drafting anything. They didn't. Sign any offensive linemen. They're kind of just going status quo. And it's like what we said when we talked a little bit about Miami one time. You know, you can only fill so many needs. You can't sign everybody. You can't draft everybody. They needed a quarterback. They got their quarterback. They needed help everywhere. So, I mean, a lot of the drafting and free agent signing they did was at other glaring weaknesses. They had big troubles of the secondary. They needed a replacement up in the up front uh, for. I'm trying to think who they lost up there. Either way, they needed they needed some help on the defensive line. They ended up signing a DJ Reader, which I really kind of like that uh, quite a bit. Especially if the rest of the defensive line, defensive ends are healthy, they could have a decent defense. So yeah, like I think we're in agreement that the offensive line could be a huge liability. And if you have a, a new guy coming in at quarterback, it doesn't matter if he has great receivers. If the scheme and the offensive line don't get it there, it could be a, a shitty learning curve for him, especially without preseason and camp. Mm, okay. So my, my expectations are tempered, although I'm I'm excited about him. I think he can. I think he can work at this level.
1: I guess what are what are what are some of Burrow's traits? Um, he's extremely accurate. Yes. He doesn't have a specially strong arm though. No, it, it's
0: opinion. a good it's a good arm. I'd say like. Slightly above average, but it's not Josh Allen, you know, fire hose firing mm-hmm. at 70 yards. But yeah, super super accurate and he seems I mean seems smart. He makes good reads. He only threw six picks all year. He's not forcing things into and yeah, maybe he is forcing things, but he's just accurate as shit. It doesn't matter. Or but again, you don't get to play Northwestern State and Vanderbilt this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um right. Uh, and to a degree i'm a little it, it in my opinion it's going to take him a couple of years to get up to kind of nfl size and strength um i think i find him a little small um he's, and he's slight he's slight yeah that's the right word um it's going to take him you know he's going to have to basically he's going to have to you know he he needs to put on some man man pounds um and you know his I guess the 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 Joe Brady system would you have qualify it as kind of pass first it was it was a it was a pretty aggressive offense right um he had relative he was asked to make quick reads right he was asked to get the ball out pretty quickly um that's pretty compatible with what Zach Taylor would want to do I'm guessing. Um, there is so there should be some compatibility there.
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on Zach Taylor. If if I'm trusting what he wants to do, I'm not, I guess I'm not super sold on he will call the plays like he's he's an offensive. And I do want to say, you said very young Stefanski's only like two or three years older, <laughs> it is they're yeah. they getting younger sure. and younger. which – you know, we we've moved away from complete nepotism hires to, well, this guy was with, uh, who is this one? He's not a, is he a Shanahan or a, he's a McVeigh?
1: Yeah, McVay. McVay He's a McVeigh Yeah,
0: dis, yeah you, you pick your young, good-looking coach and and take somebody who coached around him. So, he is a McVeigh disciple. Like I guess they're hoping for more of that. And what McVeigh did with. A different number one pick. Maybe maybe that's what they're thinking. We're going to put him together. We're going to draft a quarterback high and we're going to watch the magic happen for us, but I'm not I'm not super sold on this whole new hiring system of just hey, let's take somebody who worked with somebody else who is young, fresh, hot and with it. So I'm I'm not super just excited about Taylor as an offensive play caller. I don't really know a ton about like Brian Callahan as the offensive coordinator, I think it probably helps to have him putting putting some ideas in his head or whatever being a I don't know what the relationship is gonna be, I guess you want to call it a an advisory role that'll help, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do just because it's so hard to uh, <clears throat> really base anything off last year. Not only because, you know, Zach Taylor coming in fresh, fresh-eyed and off the streets being a, a new coach here, but also just based off last year's – I mean, what happened right away last year? They had a offensive lineman go down with injury
1: for the year. Yeah, their, their first – their, their, yeah, their, their round one pick never took a snap.
0: He didn't take a snap. He had another offensive lineman retire like a couple yeah. weeks later or something. Yeah. A.J. Green hurt instantly. I'm trying to think if it was Ross or Boyd that I think it was Ross that missed a bunch of time as well. So I mean, you kind of just got a whole lame duck system with a bunch of important injuries. Your quarterbacks are just a mess. And it's gonna be really hard to base anything off such a like it was just such a throwaway season where I mean they they just went to kind of Running the clock out, not as a in a game, but as the season. You know, like yes. go, go, no, 100% go true. yeah, go look at some of their. I don't know what the point I'm trying to get to with this, but it it's a hard team to evaluate
1: yeah, from a no, talent standpoint. A, I don't disagree at all
0: because yeah, they just ran the clock out on the on the season. Um, some of the usage rates are just wild when you look at that. Like they, you people are mad they misused Eifert. But it's like, well, what were you gonna do in that high flying offense with him? Like I guess they were planning on moving on already. So whatever, it's it's Uzuma's system now. And that's another there's another nice receiver. So I don't know what the shit is gonna happen with this team because they have some talent at the receivers, they got a high draft pick and a quarterback and a terrible offensive line. So this offense could go a couple different ways, and I think it's gonna. I mean, what's your take on Zach Taylor or Zach Taylor? Yeah, he's a coach. Yeah, he's a coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that that's my main sticking point for the Bengals here. Is like <laughs> yep, I don't he's know. Coach, I don't know what I'm gonna get out of this offense, and I think it, it is all predicated on the offense because the defense will be what it is. Like they, they made some good additions. They'll have a decent front. The linebackers are probably still going to be shitty, but when when they're not out there constantly, that's going to help them a little bit. So The defense should just get better by default. So, oh, I guess the the schedule is not crazy tough. This could be a team that you know wins seven eight games. But oh, if, uh, that's crazy. <clears throat> If the offense, you know seven,
1: eight games. Seven, really? Do eight, you think that that's a reasonable I think a reasonable seven league?
0: seven's probably the ceiling?
1: Okay. Eight, okay. Eight's
0: a little crazy. I'm talking crazy talk. Okay. But if the defensive secondary is good, whatever, but I think yeah, everything's gonna stem around what can Zach Taylor do with a brand new quarterback and some damn good receivers.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And I like what you uh, said I guess... about the
0: quick, yeah, the quick quick release offense or the quick read offense down in LSU. Maybe that's the plan. Like, hey, we know what our offensive line is. Let's just let's get things out fast. We have good receivers. Receivers need to be getting open, getting open quick, and we're gonna make it easy for Joe kind of in that three to three to eight yard range a lot early yeah. on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, the um the I guess when I think of Zach Taylor, if I think like okay, what are kind of what are the fingerprints of a of a Sean McVay system, right? He runs a shitload of eleven personnel, right, and that specifically is designed to not tip his hand uh, about what the you know what the upcoming um, play is going to be, uh, and they love running you know running plays out of, you know with the uh, uh, you know the the girly system back in the day. And, you know, they have a running back in Mixon who can do a reasonable impression of that. Um, I don't think the off, you know, the same, they have the same kind of problems that the Rams had last year in terms of offensive line strength, though. And, you know, it's, it's, I can very clearly see a situation playing out where when they go up against teams that are either blitz heavy or have, you know, strong front seven. The Bengals are really going to struggle offensively. Burrow could be running for his life in a lot of plays. I don't know what Burrow looks like when he's under when he's truly under duress. Right? No one really does. Like he was, he didn't play much at Ohio State and at LSU. He had you know an All American you know protection system around him and talent to throw to. So it's like he never really um, you know was was you know had adversity so to speak. Um, I guess they're probably the the Alabama game may be worth going and watching and seeing if if the D line from Bama ever really got him, you know, had him under pressure. I thought, you know, he performed very well in that game, but I didn't really feel like he was um, he was under pressure much. Uh, So this is going to be a learning experience, I think for him, even beyond just understanding and learning the offense and, you know, taking his game to a pro, a pro level. Um, I worry about Burrow's ability to stay healthy because of his slightness, and uh, and you know stay upright because of this offensive line. Um, yes, they are
0: talking about the pass rushers just in the division.
1: Yeah, great, great, great <laughs> start. Yes, Miles Garrett yes. swinging
0: helmets at Yeah, yes, you got the yes. entire Baltimore defense. You, you got TJ Watt, ha- yeah. the Steelers. Blitz crazy,
1: Ravens? Yes, all of those division games are going to be extremely, extremely tough for him to have. Um, time in the pocket to you know find the right reads. Now we does that manifest as is...
0: week 1. Remember yeah. when they played the Chargers? The there's Chargers, yes, rush.
1: exactly. Char- there's, they, a, there's like lots I'm of, looking there's
0: lots a of ton of good pass rush you're going to go up against. Like, I mean, yes. even they've got Washington on the schedule. They've yes. Got Dallas on the schedule. Yes. Like the, yes. Uh, Yeah, if if the offensive line isn't clicking, this could be a long year. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think really? either either uh,
0: way, it's going to be a long year. Like, is, is there a scenario in your mind? What's the scenario where the Bengals finish third or better in the division? Uh, like basically, a they, disaster by another team. Oh, Boy, not only do they have to overperform, like the Browns really have to brown it up.
1: The Browns it's, have to brown Steelers, it up,
0: or like Ben goes the, out again.
1: Right, the Browns have to brown it up. Roethlisberger gets hurt and Duck Hodges starts or Mason Rudolph starts the majority of the season for the Steelers, including that week 10 and week 15 games and the Steelers defense regresses. Um, and they win all three of those uh, kind of winnable games week 11, 12, 13 once Burrow kind of has his legs under him against Washington, New York giants and Miami dolphins. But I think my, I, I'm kind of thinking seven is probably their ceiling. Maybe eight is their ceiling. Next year, <laughs> this year, I think this is pretty likely a four-win team. Um, should we on play, top of, should we play GM, sure. But but even before you know going to to, to the GM part of this, I think putting a, a, a kind of a fine a fine point on this, you're you're absolutely right. They have a very very difficult schedule in terms of pass rushers faced, and there's just there's just not um, you know they're just not complete enough top to bottom here. Uh, and you know, it's, 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 we were kind of spoiled by, uh, you know, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, these guys coming into the league and immediately becoming, you know, kind of the best quarterbacks in football. It r- usually, it takes a lot. It's more. hard to do. That <laughs> it, it usually does. And the reason that we found out so quickly with those two players specifically is because they went to super stable organizations with a shitload of talent. The Ravens and the Chiefs I have see good players here. everywhere. <laughs> and guess what? The Bengals are not. They are not a super stable organization with a legacy of, you know, good, you know, good stewardship. Um, and, you know, it really, it does, it, you know, there's turnover at a lot of positions. I'm surprised A.J. Green is deep, even still on this team. Uh, they didn't make a deal. You know, they didn't fire him Why off, you? you know, as a, as a deal uh, at some point. Um, John Ross was obviously a bust of a pick, uh, you know, and I don't know that they know how to evaluate offensive linemen looking at these guys who were lined up on a lot of scrimmage here uh, on. And of course uh, you brought up some you know, potential glossy positives for this defense, uh, man, outside of Gino Atkins, who is the talent on this defense? Who, who Dunlap what, is a fine pass rusher, but he's yeah, not a game changer. A... Snap that, snap and snap out. This yeah, is I'm a I'm looking defense, at a volume. Is,
0: like volume on the up front, like they, yeah, they don't have that one. You know, like we brought up uh, Garrett in uh, in Cleveland, there they don't have that guy. But yeah, Atkins, Lawson, Dunlap, they add DJ Reader. They're all above average. Like as a unit, it's it's better than some people have to work with. I don't mind it. Again, the 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 linebacking core was terrible last year. I don't think it's getting a ton better. They did add some. They threw some money at the secondary. Basically, just took the Vikings secondary and moved it over. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, how do you feel about those guys?
0: I feel. I mean, they were better than they were better than some people that played for Minnesota last year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, sure, I don't but like Wayne's, and, and Alexander, like I, they didn't give Wayne's them a ton of money. It. Wayne they, oh, they gave Wayne's 14. a good. Oh yeah, shoot, he got he did get a lot of money. Yeah. I forgot about McK-
0: that. Yeah, Mackenzie Alexander. I don't know. Like he's a good, I guess he's a good outside corner. He's not great. Probably better than some of the stuff they dealt with last year. And Wayne's mm-hmm. Wayne's can probably play outside too. But like he's a slot corner, and I mean they paid for it, and hopefully he's good. Uh, they they yeah, the defense isn't going to be great, but again up front they have they have some names. There was some health concerns the other last year. I want. I'm trying to think who missed the most time. They. I think they all got banged up a
1: little. Um, yeah, guys were definitely in out.
0: Yeah, was it Lawson or Dunlap that got hurt more? I don't know. I didn't watch a ton of Cincinnati games. I'll tell you that. But uh, DJ, <laughs> DJ Reader's a stud. That was. I think that was a better signing than either of Waynes or Alexander.
1: Do you know why they went that route though? Like. I guess like, I mean again, I guess they just I think they got it was like they what's get. available like yeah they got right it's right, like
0: right, going right. to the nineteen eighty three supermarket yes. in Soviet Russia. You got buy great, what you buy what they have. Like oh, they don't have potatoes, I don't get potatoes. You know you look at the, <laughs> you look at the market and you see what's available because you have like your needs are Everything. Everywhere, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <you're> basically, right. <laughs> and it's funny. Like one of one of your one of your areas that maybe wasn't an immediate need was wide receiver, and they ended up drafting one highly in the second round. But again, you're probably gonna be saying goodbye to AJ sooner than later, so it was yeah. hard to pass up. On, uh, who on the you know somebody who a lot of people thought was a first round talent in T Higgins, so sure. I don't mind that at all, I guess, in the long run. But again, yeah, w- when you're this far down the food chain and your roster looks like that, I guess you look at who's available and you start signing and start maybe – and I don't want to ever accuse the the brass in Cincinnati of playing 40 chess, but I guess if, <laughs> I, if I were a GM, you know, I would start looking – if I were a GM that had like, you know, 40 holes on a on a roster – I would start looking at who's available this year, who's available next year, who's available the year after that, and then start prioritizing. Not only not only in you know some of the draft classes, but definitely in the because that's really hard to guess, yeah. especially now, but not only your draft positioning, but how well they'll play in college, but start looking at some free agents that might be coming up, especially next year. You say, like, hey, There's going to be more corners this year, and it's going to be a lack of corners next year. Let's grab a couple of D-backs. I think they only got a one-year deal on the one guy anyway, which is uh, I'm not sure what you're doing with one-year deals if you're Cincinnati. Sure. But, again, (laughs) I guess you take what the market's going to give you on that and look forward to maybe adding all offensive line next year. Mm-hmm. Linebackers and offensive line. You need yeah, you you need coverage linebackers and you need three linemen on the offensive line at this point. So I guess trial by fire for Burrow. Hopefully he plays well. And then looking at the next year, you solidify a couple spots up front. You add some coverage backers, maybe another defensive back, somebody else that can help you on the edge. And yeah, then you're like an eight nine one team in two years. This is depressing. I'm getting depressed by this whole thing.
1: Well, no, and I mean, but they're not. They're they are probably one off season away from being competitive. I guess Uh, the problem is the AFC North is freaking stacked, man. It's stacked. Like every year, your path goes through the Ravens, and the Ravens are obviously running a juggernaut, and they have you don't have an advantage over them on quarterback um, on quarterback cost for now right like you know here you have Joe Burrow on a very very cost controlled contract for you know four years really realistically right before you you know if he pans out to be the guy then you know you're probably going to redo his deal after four years maybe maybe because the Bengals are so cost conscious they really do push that into the fifth year but you have this uh you know this window and you're probably not looking at this year like we need to compete for the playoffs because nobody really expects them to, because of how talent, you know, how tough their division is, and you know how young their quarterback is going to be. So, I think really, if you're a GM of this team or an owner of the team now, your whole point of the 2020 campaign is to show some promise, to show some sign of life, um, and really realistically, to keep your quarterback from getting killed, um, and you know, just get the fans excited about the future of this team. Uh, what they did in terms of Hitting the free agency market, all, all you know, all across the defense, you know, just giving you know, throwing money at everyone. Um, that's you know that that's more of a, that was all you were right. That's all they could do, right? They the guys that they let walk, the keep the the, the players lost um, a bunch of you know that's that's a, that's one giant shrug. Um, the players added is okay. Some of these guys have talent. Um, you didn't give them all that much money, um, but you didn't really have a lot to shop. You you weren't shopping for you know prime. You know, prime mm-hmm. stake here. You were taking what you could get, and you know, I think they did fine. Um, and realistically, to compete with the likes of the Ravens and Steelers potentially, and the Browns, you're going to need guys who can, you know, who are versatile athletes in, in your on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and you're right; they don't have, you know, they, the fact that they needed so many defensive players, the fact that they couldn't sign their own guys, you know, that just speaks to they didn't do a great job evaluating and drafting over the last say seven years right? And especially on the defensive side of the ball. And so that's, you know, that's the consequence you pay. Um, I think you're right in that they swing away at some cornerbacks, some safeties uh, and some offensive tackles in the next off season in the next draft. And you're probably talking about a pretty competitive team in 2021 and beyond. Um, But it's especially very, if,
0: if JoJo works out.
1: It yes, it all is that entirely. Helps. It is yeah, entirely he's bust, predicated on this whole thing on, gets blown up again. Right. This is entirely predicated on Joe Burrow as the next Pat Mahomes, not the next uh, Sam Bradford or whatever. Hey, and I don't know why I'm stuck on Sam Bradford as a comp for no, Joe that, Burrow. Is that, that unfair?
0: No, that's not terrible. <laughs> Boy, that guy got paid though, so I can't even take it away from him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, look at the schedule real quick, just yeah. in one of the previews. Who do you think are the three shittiest teams on their schedule? Like the three worst
1: teams? <clears throat> Jags, Giants, and I guess it's the Washington team.
0: Okay, I am so happy you said that. Those that I would agree with that. Jags, Giants, and Washington Warriors. The Jags are going to be coming off extra rest from a Thursday night game when they play them. <laughs> the Washington Redskins or Warriors are the second game of a back-to-back after they go to Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, yeah. Yuck. The
0: Giants are coming off their bye. The oh, th-
1: Jesus. <laughs>
0: three easiest teams they have. All will have rest advantage.
1: Oh yeah, not I'm great. coming.
0: I'm coming down off that seven wins pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, it <laughs> was I, crazy talk from Andy 15 minutes ago. If they, they go, they and, are not. If they go four at,
1: and 12 with this schedule. This is supposedly a fourth place schedule. The schedule is hard as shit. Man.
0: Well, just it's the, so div- hard. the division. Stuff. It's so hard. Yeah, I don't they're, give they're them any chance
1: against right the Baltimore. I, you know, I don't give them any chance against Baltimore, Pittsburgh with the healthy Ben, uh, and I give them you know maybe I don't know 30 percent. At, on the road at Cleveland and 40% at home for, for the Browns. I don't know. But it's not – yeah, they, the likelihood that they go 0-6 in division I think is pretty good. <laughs> I think it's pretty then, high.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you, you need your win – if you're betting an over on a win total, you need it by like week 12-13 because they close it out, Dallas-Pittsburgh, at Houston-Baltimore. Like you, you might – some. there's going to be people that might be praying Baltimore's resting starter because they're like 15-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a brutal schedule. Um, a little advantage, you know, the rookie head coach on Thursday night advantage with Cleveland. Um, they do have an advantage spot coming off the bye. But, it, like, is it a huge advantage spot when you have to go to Pittsburgh off no. your bye? Like, that sucks. That kind of noters it a little. Um they do get two straight opponents off back to back road or that are on their second road game. But again, it's Dallas and Pittsburgh. And Dallas is actually gets extra rest in there. So they get yeah. you know, they're off there. It's a second road game, but there's ten games betwixt them. So mm-hmm. that kind of takes that away. So it it is kind of a toughish schedule for a fourth place schedule again there's some there's some bottom feeders on there we don't know much about how miami is going to be we're not sure on the chargers with the you know some intrigue at the quarterback spot we're not sure about philly rivers there and indy tennessee might be coming back to the pack and you know who knows who knows on a couple of these other ones they're kind of tweener teams but all in all it's a tough schedule i'm putting them down for five wins and that's okay. high. I'm going to say four and a half. Five. I think
1: they're going to be two and seven after their week 10 loss at Pittsburgh. And then whether they get to five or not, is going to entirely come down to two, games, the next yeah. three games. Yeah. Can they get three, two, three wins in those next three? Games? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think hey, they finished this season with four. I mean, with three out of four home games. That's nice. A lot of, a lot of home games in uh, uh, in the final quarter. Uh unfortunately it's home against Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Hosting, so. yeah, hosting a
0: bunch of teams that are jacking a <laughs> for yeah, playoff jacking
1: position, position. So that's that's nice. Um no, this is this is a really, really hard schedule. It's a really tough it's a really tough division. And uh I'm afraid they're you know, they're they're gonna be in the bottom here until they get uh, more talented on the offensive line and on the defensive side of the ball. Um and you know, it's not to say that they made mistakes this year and off, se- off season in the offseason. Like they did what they could. Um, obviously, drafting your potential quarterback of the future is a huge. Um, yeah, you know, it's a huge step forward. Uh, what was the, I mean? They they took Carson Palmer number one overall in what 2003 ish. So it's been a while.
0: Was it Was it 2003?
1: That would be it my seems guess. Like forever I, ago. It does, right? It does. Carson Palmer's already in and out of the league.
0: <laughs> that That feels right. Right in the o two o three range, right there.
1: Yeah. So. Mm. yeah Carson Palmer's 40 now Oof. um he was
0: what fucker won a heisman
1: 2003 uh, was he was a rookie um <clears throat> so you know it's it's a it's a tough uh, another,
0: yeah another heisman it's, quarterback
1: yeah coming it's in to save the big franchise. honestly
0: they want a they want a bunch of division titles in that like Paul, Palmer comes in they win the division title two years later. They won it again in 09, they won it in 13, 15.
1: Yeah, Andy Dalton was like uh got like third, fourth tier buzz for MVP one year. Do you remember that? Yeah. How and bad I mean, quarterbacks they, and they, they
0: made the they were making the playoffs like every year for like four, five, six years there, even when it was you know, Marvin
1: it. Lewis era had some had yeah. some uh you know, they had some regular season success for sure. Yeah,
0: you just you go into the playoffs, you lose to the Texans. That's how it was. Like every year, Yeah. Lose the Jets, lose the Texans, lose
1: the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Von Tezberg, perfect. No. Cost in that one game, but when he uh, when he lost his shit against the Steelers. <laughs> oh my god, um, I forgot about
0: that. So, oh yeah, yeah that was
1: when he uh, when he effectively uh, ended uh, ended Antonio Brown's sanity.
0: Uh, we're we're a couple of years away here, but are, are we are we hopeful?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I I have no reason to doubt that uh, that Joe Burrow doesn't have um the goods uh he has you know we've t- we've talked about it. he he was one of the most accurate college quarterbacks that has ever played the game and he did it in the sec for fuck's sake uh he put on an absolute show against some of the best teams in college football last year top talent I mean, on the other side of the ball so it's it's you know he's capable of of doing it and i you know if i had to have one characteristic uh for my quarterback uh, of the future, it would be you know accurate pass, passing, and Boys. he's got that in spades. So, um, so that's good, I guess. Um, looking at their, you know, kind of, I, I don't, I guess, I kind of want to bet them to finish fourth uh, in the AFC. I mean, AFC, AFC North specifically. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Do you see the price on? They finish third or fourth, and the AFC is minus thirteen hundred. Their price to win the AFC North is tw- it's like twenty. 20- Three to one? Jesus. Um Yeah, they're not good. So what uh what's going on that football Insiders is giving them basically the same amount of respect as the Browns? Browns? What am I what am I missing?
0: I'm I'm not sure that they're waiting the schedule like we are, I guess.
1: Or the Bengals they have Super Bowl contender with eleven plus wins. They have seven percent of their of their simulations or whatever, however they came up with these. 7% the Bengals are Super Bowl contender. That's insane to me.
0: I don't love that.
1: That's wild. Um okay. Well, I mean,
0: so are are we I mean, we might be late to the party here, but are we feeling like under 5 at 5 dimes and you know, you take your push probability there too. Under 5 is like plus 176.
1: Yeah, it's not. That's it's kind of
0: intriguing to me. I don't mind that because I think, yeah, my my ceiling went from seven to five pretty quick when I looked. At you know the why schedule. else I don't mind? I didn't. Under I five. didn't look at the schedule earlier. Jesus you
1: Christ! Know, you know why else I don't mind under five? Um, is because they're going to start poorly, <laughs> so and I and they're going to come around and be underrated by the market at some point in November, December potentially. So you can likely get some swings on them as dogs in the, in the middle there, you know, in the middle towards the end of their schedule. Um, and if they accidentally you know, happen to win those games and get to five, then you're talking about a push. Like I, I really, I really well, have Yeah.
0: You can, you can find some nice middles there by betting them. Exactly. Yeah, underdog. no, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm getting at. I mean, speaking of as a huge underdog, looking at the look ahead lines for the season, 12 um, point dogs, at the Eagles week three, 16 and a half point dogs at the Ravens week. uh, You know, uh, what's that week seven or week five, sorry, week five, um, nine and a half point dogs at the Colts. I kind of, I kind of don't, I kind of like them against the Colts in terms of how they match up personnel wise and strengths and weaknesses. I'll probably bet them that week, week six. Um, do you think I'm going to get a better number than nine and a half or should I bet nine and a half now? They're going to lose a lot of these games in the open. open.
0: Yeah, they're not going to be good to start. So. They're not going to look.
1: They're not going to yeah, look great. If they
0: lose, yeah, if they lose to like Terod Taylor right off the bat, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh man, I should bet him as a pick against the Niners next week,
1: dude. Think about that game with uh, Terod Taylor <laughs> and uh, and the Chargers. I like Terod um, Taylor actually. What? Uh, what is going on with that total? What? Oh, don't, look, that don't, look, don't look! Don't look! Don't look! What do you, what would you make the total in uh, Chargers Bengals?
0: We in weren't. no fans, it is in SoFi or whatever it's called, like forty four.
1: It's a it's home. It's in Cincinnati. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's in Cincinnati. Still no fans. Forty four.
1: Mm. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what's it at?
1: Hang on, I'm pulling up. Uh,
0: oh, you don't even know.
1: No, I I, uh, I want the current line. I already have a ticket on it, but uh, I just want to make sure it's still there. Yep, forty four. Good job. Yep, forty four. Uh, we
0: are a future. We are a. We've slowly transitioned to totals.
1: Yeah, like we, no, we played sure. so
0: many more totals last year than sides, sure. and I think we were. I think we were better for it.
1: I got the. I got a forty four and a half ticket when I saw those numbers pop because I was like, "This is my favorite under on the whole card week one." Um, and I feel even better about it now than I did then. Um, you know, given how this uh, preseason has unfolded, so under forty four, I think is still bettable. Um, and uh, look, you're uh, yeah.
0: already betting on the season. I like it. <laughs> a lot of hope, yeah. lot <laughs> There's of hope, a
1: couple so. of week one. There's a couple week one bets I already have, and I'll I'll bring them up as we go through these previews. Um, but yeah, I I think I think it's right still now. bettable. Yeah, I think. It's All right, still
0: let's uh, let's close the book on. <clears throat> Bungaland, Land, which again I've brought this up numerous times. I'm sorry I have to say mean things about them, because I've loved your city, Cincinnati. I had a great weekend there one time, like seven years ago, and I'll never forget finding out that it, like, you're in the South. Like it's just, it's just Kentucky. Like oh, we're just in Kentucky. I didn't realize how far south we were. Again, great barbecue there. And <laughs> two two years from now, you guys are gonna have something. Congrats to everybody who's a Bengals fan, and you know what? At least you have Ohio State around there, I guess. Cheer yeah. for them for in, in the in the interim. O H I O.
1: Yeah, Ohio State's going to be great this year. That's the they play football. They um, play football, so yeah, no, and I think you know, realistically, just I need. I would really like to just see a healthy season for him. <laughs> like, just get through the season without getting hurt. Um, it's kind of asking a lot. Um, QB two, Ryan Finley. Oh my goodness, he would be a massive dog. Uh, if, 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 Burrow's we, out. if we Oof. get
0: to, see, yeah, if Burl gets dinged up, that, that under five looks so good. Ryan <laughs> I'm Finley's probably gonna bet this.
1: Good. I'm probably gonna bet it under five. Yeah, I, even though It's, it's a low a number. Big, it's, it's a
0: it's a plus. It's plus one seventy five. Like yeah. I, I think that should be closer to like plus 125 um trivia question to yes. start out the second team when was the last time the cleveland browns won
1: the division 1946 jesus christ <laughs>
0: that wasn't a serious guess no, don't, don't for, and, and don't forget they didn't have a team for like three years in the mid 90s
1: that's true oh no no okay um, it was ni- 97, the, made...
0: 98, 99, I think they were gone, or 96, yeah, 97, Wait, 98.
1: I'll give you gone. a serious guess. I'll give you a serious guess. I don't remember if they won the division the Derek uh, Anderson year. They made the playoffs that year. Uh maybe like what 7 seven-ish? Yeah. I want to say. They don't I don't think they won the division though. I think they got in with the wild card. Or they missed or they didn't even get in, even with 10 wins, now that I, now that I think about it. Um the last time they won the division was uh,
0: they did make the wild. Jesus, card. man! They were they were a wild card team in two thousand two.
1: Two thousand two was the last time they made the wild card. Okay. No,
0: I'm just looking. That I was mean, that's a, the last god, time they made the playoffs. That, was yeah. that Kelly Holcomb mm. or Tim Couch and Tim? That was a that was a That was a Butch Davis team. Oh my that god! That's rough.
1: So, are we going back to like Schottenheimer in the eighties? Yeah. Wow. We really are. Wow. Jesus 19, Christ, the 19, Bernie Kosar era.
0: 19, yep, <laughs> it, it was that was the quarterback. 1989. It wasn't even Schottenheimer, it was Bud Carson. Yikes! Who had been Holy the defense? court. So, 1989. What happened to them? You know who? You, they know go, the off- you know who's the offensive coordinator that year?
1: Uh, Canadian guy. Boy. Uh, I got. I got nothing. Mark
0: Mark Tressman.
1: Oh wow! Really? I had no idea. I had no idea. I just
0: I just clicked on it now. I'm finding out that right right as we're speaking. But yes, that was a Bernie Kozar season. Kozar to Ozzy Newsom. This is what we're talking about. So a once proud franchise kind of fallen on on uh Jesus Christ. They had Clay Matthews. On that team. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. This is a long time ago. This is about when I the very first year I probably was watching any football at all. I was a very young man, so it's been a while. Wow. There's been a lot of hope over the last few seasons as they've had. A numerous, lot of people were betting them to win it last year. Oh my god, yes. Numerous we were number we were one on overalls. Ravens.
1: Ravens train from Jump Street last year, but people weren't feeling the Browns.
0: yeah they were pretty trendy a lot of a lot of high draft picks a lot of talent just can't quite nail down the coaching and the, the the chemistry the team gelling and i think if they ever do they'll be good because they still have a ton of talent on this team again like you said football outsiders rates them close to the Bengals. i don't i think they have a like we said they have they're a team with a big distribution. They can absolutely blow up again and be bad, but they have a fat long tail to Mm -hmm. be over to having a good season to finally making it all click. And I think you're in agreement that you're, you're pretty high on Cincy. I feel like on Cleveland. Yeah, that's what I meant. Same thing. I guess I'm
1: cautiously optimistic. Um,
0: that's a good way to be with them. <laughs> I don't think I can make a, a I like, on them preseason.
1: I, I like, and again, you know, like it's so much of this is, so much of this is very, very speculative um, about Stefanski. Um, I guess if we had had a normal off season, right? If we had had a four weeks preseason game and we got to see Stefanski kind of you know, give us a taste of what he had in mind in terms of running an offense. And we got to see how the players, you know, were coming together in terms of their chemistry. And, you know, got to kind of see with the, you know, how how well the offensive line's playing. Like I I would probably be more optimistic. Um, the fact that we, you know, you're integrating a lot of new important pieces in terms of your um, offensive scheme, uh, you know, new offensive coordinator, new head coach. That's you know, new defensive coordinator, new regime entirely. Freddie Kitchens last year was you know was an unmitigated disaster. That there is no other way. Time,
0: will time out. You have, <laughs> yeah. did you have a problem with his that draw play?
1: <laughs> the third, fourth, and nine, running a draw. Oh my god, yes. That's the stupidest play call since the uh, the fake punt. Oh, the Colts uh, fake punt. The fail, thing. The, what was that? What was that the had a Colts one. Name. That
0: was a rough play. What, um, what, did it, what is that called? I'm not sure. If it had a nickname, did it?
1: It did. It had a funny name. I'll always Chuck remember G- it. Like that's ingrained. That, right?
0: It's ingrained into my mind. But yeah, um, I think. Don't you feel like Freddie Kitchens was a big part of the argument for the Super Bowl bets on Cleveland last year?
1: Yes. Like yes, he I do.
0: was. He was. Oh man, Kitchens Monkin Super Bowl baby. All this talent finally got the right coaches and then just
1: was I completely mean, over his skis. He I was, mean, I don't want to unmitigated,
0: so just like a normal disaster.
1: <laughs> it was a normal disaster, it wasn't unmitigated. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, where did it all go wrong? Was it his system? Was it his decision making? Was it his preparation for games? Like, why did it all go so? Freaking sideways! Uh, they got uh, embarrassed at home week one against Tennessee. They were expected to win that. I think they were like six point favorites in that game. It's something many, like that. Well, how many picks did he throw?
0: I think three. Not not yeah not <laughs> not only the coaching, but the regression of Baker. Whether it was more him or more coaching, I'm sure it was little column A, little column B. I've read quite a bit, and I've actually kind of went back and looked too. He does roll out a ton. Yeah. When he doesn't need to.
1: Yeah, he was that's bailing constantly.
0: Bailing yeah. out on plays, rolling out when the rollouts aren't called. Like if if you're gonna roll out and it's not a called bootleg, your tackles don't know that. Like they can't sure. see behind them. Like he got sacked a shitload. He threw a bunch of picks because he's going off script and getting the happy feet and panicking and you know exiting the pocket early. And that didn't obviously didn't work out for him. He had a pretty shitty year. The team had a bad year, and you know, and it didn't. It also didn't help that the Ravens were way way better than anybody else besides, you know. I guess you know we liked them. I don't think we ever said they were going to be that good, but we were we were high on them. A bunch of people were higher than us. That didn't help. The schedule. A few of the parts of the schedule didn't help either they had some they had some tough teams here and there yeah i say, yeah they yeah they had to play they had to play the niners they had to play the patriots they had to play a buffalo team that turned out to be better they it wasn't
1: they it beat wasn't them super,
0: yeah i know it was it was a weird yeah it was a super weird season for them
1: it was it was they came away with you know they were two and two through four weeks so it looked like You know, things weren't completely going sideways on them. They had a win against Baltimore. They they had their only division game to that point was a win. Um, And then they had a primetime Thursday nighter. They had a primetime Thursday nighter at week five. I think it was Thursday against San Francisco. And they got undressed so brutally. It was such a mismatch. And that really kind of set the tone for the next part of their season where they lose four in a row. And so the two and two turns into two and six season is over. Um that I can't do you remember which game it was that uh Kitchens called the draw on fourth and nine? Was it against the Rams week three? It was in prime yeah, time yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: It was it was LA.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, you know, they they had a they were wildly inconsistent up and down. Um they were a fucking nightmare to bet on. If you had a ticket on the Browns in any given week, you were pulling your hair out. Like I, I, can't, I still don't understand how they lost that game the, to Seattle Week Six,
0: the Denver game too,
1: the Denver game. I know yeah. a
0: lot of people that were that took it in the shorts on that one, as they lost to Denver somehow. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it was a, it's a tough away game, but like that was kind of their turnaround. Like this is it, we gotta. We're gonna get this. We're gonna get closer to five hundred. We got some winnable games. They end up beating Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I think they won three in a row after that, and then didn't win again until. No, 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 the no. Bengals. They
1: they yeah, won four out. Of five yeah, yeah, games.
0: yeah. They actually did. They beat Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Miami. Lost to Pittsburgh, beat Cincy, and then just got shelled for the rest of the season. Three <laughs> double-digit losses to close up the year.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was not good, and. I he guess lost to
0: the Bengals.
1: It, the Kitchen's vision for the offense never really made sense. Kitchens and Munken was a disastrous marriage. That would never. They never jived. Uh, never. They, that was not cooperative. Um, and I guess it felt like, in tiny glimpses, when they were giving uh, Baker extra protection and he felt more comfortable in the pocket, he performed fine. He was less inclined to give it away. But in any time that going got tough and he was under pressure and he was running for his life, it was an interstate deception waiting to happen. He got a little unlucky with some of the picks. There were some, you know, tips and batted balls and fluky shit. Um, and but you know, he is kind of, I guess, the the reason that Baker ints over was such a solid look last year is because we knew he's a, uh, you know, he's got gunslinger mentality. Like his comp is Brett Far for a reason. Like he, like that's who. You know, that's who he plays like, and that's kind of in his DNA, uh, where he'll make a mistake and he's not gonna you know, sh- you know, he's not gonna be scared about that. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna keep chucking it. And if he doesn't have it on a given day, then that's gonna be a three-pick performance and you're gonna lose by 30 points. And it's very, very tough to know if a humbling experience of last season is enough to really affect Meaningful change in how he prepares for games. Uh, And it's really not clear to me whether the investments that they've made now in the offensive line are good enough to give him time in the pocket to, um, you know, to operate to his maximum potential. Um, That was
0: probably my biggest plus outside of just moving on, ushering in the Stefanski era, I suppose, like the Jack Conklin signing kind of nice that was a weird one too he uh he was one where I think his fifth year got waived, and then he played well, and he ended up getting fourteen million from somebody else,
1: yep yep, yep.
0: so that worked out. They ended up drafting um a top ten offensive uh, top ten pick. They took an offensive tackle from Alabama and Jedrick willis wills. Um, yeah, so, he's yeah, good. You, get, you, got, you got a lot of not just draft capital, but capital tied up in a couple of tackles. I don't know if that's going to fix it when part of the problem is definitely your quarterback exiting the pocket at inopportune times. Hopefully that can be coached out by Stefanski and the rest of the squad there. But uh, I think that's going to play a big part of it because there's, there's talent everywhere. Like we've already been over this last year i mean it's the same conversation we had last year you just you got landry and you got beckham you've got chubb i mean name a better running back duo chubb and hunt i don't know if i don't don't know if there's a team that has a one two that that's good they have you know talent Eh, the defense is not as good as the i uh, ward miles Garrett. Uh, I, I like the I like the free safety they drafted, Grant Delpit. The rest of it, I'm not 100%. I guess I'm not 100% sold on a lot of it. Sheldon Richardson was a lot better when he played for the Vikings and a lot better when he played for the Jets. So if he can bounce back a little, I guess. But the rest of it is serviceable, I'd say. like This is the kind of team that can win 10, 11 games if the offense isn't absolutely putrid like it's been.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so everyone seems to be very, you know, very high on the brain trust in Cleveland now. Do you have an opinion on how their offseason went for, as a totality? Did they, did they ace this offseason?
0: I mean, they had better, I mean, they've had high draft capital numerous times. I like that they invested in the offensive line. I don't I'm not sure what other direction they were going to go in the top 10 there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was, you could have I mean, gotten, was, gotten uh, Trent trend They could have gone,
0: they could have <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. It turned out his negotiations were a little more of a pain if he wasn't going somewhere he wanted. Oh, okay. Um Najoku Wasn't he asking for a trade or something too? Yeah, no, so,
1: yeah, they, they gave Austin Hooper a lot of money. I don't know if Austin Hooper's that good. Yeah,
0: so it'll It'll be interesting to see how that all fleshes out, but I think overall it was okay. I like that they invested in the offensive line, not only free agency, but the draft. The Austin Hooper thing is fine if you want to run more 12 personnel. Um, Am I saying that right? Mix yeah. 12 yeah, yeah. yeah, Twelve's uh, two tight ends. I was mixed up 12 and 21. Uh, they should run more 12 because then you have more people that can possibly block and save Baker's ass and right. let, um somebody said this I was listening to somebody talking this is totally unrelated because it was DFS but it kind of relates here targets are based on talent you don't get targets if you're not open you have two talented wide receivers throw a couple tight ends in there let one of them block give your ta- give your tackles help give your whole offensive line help have I mean Chubb I don't know how Chubb rates out as a pass blocking or a pass blocking running back, I guess, but it, it can't be worse than not having somebody block. Keep Baker upright. Keep him from running around and doing something stupid, and just let your all-pro wide receivers get open. He's going to be a lot better if he's protected and and he's just letting the receivers do the work. Those guys need to, they, they need to be schemed open. They need to use their talent and... He needs to not be running around because he's constantly under pressure and the offense will be better for it because that was was a lot of the problems. He was, I don't know, not like full-on seeing ghosts like our friend Sam, but I felt like he was just forcing things. He was trying to get rid of it because he was worried about pressure and he was rolling out and running around into dumb positions and throwing bad interceptions, which – I guess we were fine with because we'd bet his interceptions over, which was never, (laughs) never a sweat. One of the best bets we made all last year, I guess.
1: Yeah, that was like almost home by half half season, mid season. So, so, Um, So I
0: like, I like the upper signing. I like the tackles. I mean, what else did they really do? They got Case Keenum as a backup. I'm not sure that's like a, that's not a, total, hey, we're going to bring someone in to compete because that's not the situation yeah. they're in. But it doesn't hurt to have a, a good backup. Go ask the, the team that won the Super Bowl last year had to start a backup a few games. So mm-hmm. having a, a well-paid, established backup doesn't hurt. Um, Sendejo is a nice nickel-dime guy coming in at safety. He's kind of been around. As far as who they lost, I'm not sure if there's anyone that hurt a ton. Ricky no, Swiss I don't Rams think so. Was, a decent tight end. But again, they replaced their tight ends that they lost. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah the, the, I thought the draft went okay. They didn't have a ton of picks. I think they only had eight picks and they, they filled in where they could.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the entirety of, um. and then the, the coaching stuff, obviously. Yeah. That that's, that's, ha- that's that had to happen. Yeah. Then, then that's going to be the end, the end all fail or pass here for this run office is did they find the right guy is Kevin Stefanski. The right guy was the job that Stefanski did with, um, you know, kind of getting the most out of Kirk cousins last year. Um, Kirk cousins finally beat some teams that finished over 500. Um, was that because of Stefanski did Stefanski kind of succeed in spite of what Zimmer wanted to do from a vision standpoint with the Vikings? Um, or, you know, is was he potentially aided by all the help he got from the likes of uh Gary Kubiak, right? Like these are questions that I don't know the answers to one way or yeah, the other. And it, and and it, it was it made, a weird it,
0: offense too. You know, it was so predicated yeah. on the, the zone run. And I mean Kirk Cousins is god when he runs play action. But I mean he can't run play action every play just i don't i don't think so at least i'm not sure what that would look like like he he was great out of play action and a healthy delvin cook is super dangerous whether it's in the screen game or just the outside zone i mean he had pieces to work with maybe it's not that dissimilar like you have a quarterback that we're not quite sure is moving into a higher echelon of quarterback play. You have a really good running back, and you had he had you know I want I'm talking about OBJ and Landry, but he had Diggs and Thielen last year, so maybe not that dissimilar, and maybe not as well. Obviously not. He doesn't have Zimmer breathing down his neck. He's the head coach now, so he can he can move the offense to something maybe his vision. Is he just? I mean, he came in and just said. I'm going to do what I'm told because he saw what happened to the last guy that didn't and said, if you want to run, we're going to run. And we're going to run a lot and we're going to use play action a decent amount. And it worked out because there was talent on that team on the offense. So maybe it translates, but again, this is super hard to predict. And I think people that try to predict this sort of stuff, like – I don't think it's an actionable angle. I'm not going to say I'm betting the Browns to win the division. I'm betting the Browns win total over because Stefanski is a surefire upgrade over Kitchens and Monken. I don't know that. It's Mm -hmm. really tough to say like a team success is such a sum of all the different pieces. And we've seen so many head coaches come in and just be over their head when it comes to hey, they were a great play caller, or they were, they were such a big part of a, a good team's success, whether it was a you know as a coordinator or something below that, and then they come in and you throw all the the you know responsibility that comes with being a head coach on their shoulders, and they melt, you know, they just melt like a snowman. So I I have a hard time making cases for teams just be like ah new head coach this is it we're doing it. I think it's probably an upgrade just because of the the dynamic that Monken and Kitchens had. I mean Monken was like talking to other teams apparently during or before the games like talking about what a what a shit show it was over there in Cleveland. Like that's not you're not going to have a good team when when the head coach and the, the offensive coordinator whatever his role was was you know when they're not on the same page at all. So Hopefully, can you without looking can you name the offensive coordinator who will not call plays but be there in in uh, Cleveland?
1: No, I, zero clue. Uh, yeah, same thing.
0: Alex Van Pelt.
1: New new name to me entirely.
0: Yeah, he was the Cincinnati's quarterbacks coach last year, what? and actually that, that could mean Bearcats or Pingles to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about the defense coordinator?
1: Also, no flipping clue.
0: Joe woods he was wow. the San francisco's pass game coordinator last year wow that's a lot yeah i don't i don't i don't fully understand that's a weird move i'm gonna yeah. have, i kind of want to dig into this Joe woods guy to see if he's uh he's done defensive you know how that is with guys like they just move them up if they if they stick around and they do well and they listen to listen to orders. You know, they, oh, we're going to give you a better spot, better spot. It looks like he's done a bunch of defensive. Uh, I think this is – so he was also the defensive backs coach and okay. passing game coordinator for the Niners. That makes a okay. lot more sense. He was the defensive coordinator for the Broncos for a year. He's been a defensive okay. backs coach at a bunch of different teams, including Grand Valley State. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at his CV right now. It looks pretty decent. Um, yeah, he's been so, around for forever. Yeah, but yeah, Super Bowl it's, it's champion. still a lot of unknowns and a lot of inexperience uh and uh you know, it's going to be an interesting learning on the job on the fly without, you know, really any meaningful preseason. Um, so I guess going back to Baker for one final point. Um, Do you remember the specifics of that one kind of clip set of clips that we saw at one point, maybe in like, I don't know, right around the draft where it was felt like, hey, has the book kind of been written on him? Like, do the guys, do people around the league know how to bring out bad Baker? Do you remember what I'm talking about? You know, I who I was, it.
0: yeah, I know I kind of know what you mean. You know who might have done more harm to his psyche than anybody is that asshole reporter from Cleveland. Like that guy <laughs> got under his skin. He straight up hates that guy. I'm trying to think of his name, Rossi or Rossini. Do you remember what I'm talking so, about? Yeah, yes,
1: I do. Yes. Yeah, and I, I don't know the answer though. I actually um,
0: I actually dm somebody who's from that area. And I'm like, is this guy just an a-hole or like, what's the deal with him? He's like, yeah, he's just an instigator. Like hmm. well, he's, it's working because he's pissing Baker off. And I don't think that's the way you need to, I'm not sure if he's one of, you know, everyone needs to be coached and treated and handled differently. And like, yeah, bad Baker comes out when you, he, it doesn't, uh, he doesn't thrive on that at all. It seems.
1: Well, the good news for him, for Baker, is that um, I would say six of the first nine games they play this season, he's going up against suspect pass defenses with pass rushes that are just eh, okay. And I, if it, you know, if he can, you know, if he can find any, um, you know, comfortable. Uh, you know, way to play in this Kevin's fancy system. Um, I mean, he's still got the talent of a number one overall pick. Uh, he still, you know, has an ability to make ex- exceptional plays. And I think you covered it fairly. His uh, offensive weapons are superlative. OB. And I guess, you know, is there, is, is, is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, overrated? Mm-hmm. A little, a lot. No, I don't Properly think so. Written. Like
0: physically, physically, so gifted, and he can do anything. But like, is there a bigger? You know, I, I tried to ask: Is there a bigger, a better one-two combo at running back? Probably no. Is there a bigger one-two wide receiver quarterback head case combo in the league? Mm. <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. I'm,
0: I'm not, I'm not coming up with one until Antonio Brown Brown some signed somewhere. Mm. Because I mean, he, he he's just kind of a loose. They're both kind of loose cannon fellas. and I mean, obviously OBJ a little more. He proposed to a kicking net one time.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got some diva qualities for sure. I guess I, no, no, no I don't, he's I'm, he's
0: good, and he, like you're saying that some of the secondaries are going to play can be beat.
1: Yeah, like, like you're going to be like he's going to be like, he should have great days against the Bengals. He should have great days against the Raiders and the Texans, right? He should have a great day against the Colts. Like, those are, you know, those are, uh, what's that, six games in the first nine, you know? But even Dallas. Dallas doesn't have good coverage. You know, there's good secondary at all. Um, you know, they they should have good um, good success against a lot of these teams. And, you know, if they can somehow eke out a win week one, maybe Baltimore's.
0: Yeah.
1: You know they kind of have for whatever reason they played Baltimore really really well the first time they played them, and they played them pretty well the second time even though they didn't get the winner of the cover. I think um, overall
0: their schedule is advantageous. Um, they get yeah. four different teams coming off their that will be playing their back to back
1: road games. Nice. So they're home, so they're set up for some home success, especially early on in the season.
0: And yeah, one one of those games. So yeah, four games where the opponent will be on a back to back. One of them, Cleveland is off their bye. Another one, Cleveland is extra rest off Thursday night. So double advantage spots. They do play three back to backs, but there are two of them are against the second opponent will be the Jets and the Bengals, which sure. it it helps when your back to backs are against lower tier opponents. That's going to kind of neuter that a little. Um, they, they do get Baltimore, Baltimore coming off a Thursday night, so they'll get ten days to prepare. That's a probably their biggest disadvantage spot. Like that, that's the toughest two game spot. They're going to go back to back. Their second is at Tennessee. We'll see on that team, I guess, but they're projected to be, you know, a a playoff team. Yeah. So you go at Tennessee and then you play Baltimore with Baltimore having ten days to prepare. That's a tough spot, but then you get to follow it up with a Jets Giants double double bubble beat up on bad teams. (laughs) So the -hmm. the schedule overall, I think, is a a minimal positive. As far as some, if you want to rate all the schedules, which I wonder if we should try to quantify some of this.
1: Oh no, I do. I do have some numbers on that. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, what do your numbers say? Because just it's good. It's, a good.
1: it's a good schedule.
0: It's not a terrible schedule. I think it's they could
1: be. Yeah, they don't play the anyone coming playoff. off. They don't play oh, anyone man. coming off a bye. That's huge. They don't ever have the rest advantage of playing anyone coming off a bye. Is nice. Um, that four, you we brought that five week stretch from week twelve to week sixteen. Uh, is tough four road games in five weeks is nasty. No one wants yes. to do that. And then the sandwich spot being Baltimore with extra rest stinks. Like that's a really tough five game stretch. If all of those opponents were neutral, the problem is they're better than three of those opponents. So it's not necessarily, maybe maybe as good as another one. So like yeah. that. They, oh, I put them on par
0: of Tennessee.
1: Yeah. So they might be fine through there, even though that's a really tough spot. Um, if, f-
0: if you want to compete for the division, you have to win three of those five games. And if you want to, you know, it might be out of their hands at that point. But I think this is a playoff team. I think yeah, it's a I wild think it card is, team, I just think it based is, on the schedule. And, and if you do win two out of those five games, I think I think I can find eight other wins on the schedule, and I think you're a ten win team, and you're you're in a wild card spot.
1: Mm, let's say so. Let's say that the uh, the the Browns finish the season ten and six, and they go to the the playoffs, and they get beat by you know whoever the Texans, right? They get beat by the Texans. Um, what is our perception of Baker after the season if they win ten if they win ten games, and if he reigns in his end, you know, let's so say he finishes with um, twenty eight touchdowns and you know ten picks, and they are ten win team. Are we talking about he is now back in the conversation for, okay, this guy's going to continue to grow and make a leap and be a top 10 quarterback in the league. Funny uh, words, use
0: grow. He's still yeah. going
1: to be short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he ain't getting any taller, yeah. uh, but you know, we've seen, we've seen quarterbacks make it work that are six feet tall. So yeah, I think if he, if the new coaching regime can rein in some of his mistakes. And it sucks, too, because, you know, we talk about rookies. We talk about some of the teams with less continuity. This is definitely a team with less continuity, even though a big part of the roster didn't turn over in the skill position spots. Like getting to work with your new coaching staff or not getting to work with your new coaching staff is kind of rough. So that sucks for him from this standpoint. Hopefully he's, you know, a coachable guy that's going to listen to the new coaching staff, and they have some ideas to fix some of the problems. I'm sure Stefanski's. I'm sure that's all he's been doing is grinding out ways to get Baker back to, you know, the peak of where he can play, because Mm -hmm. so much is going to be based off that. And you know, we talk about. You know the coaches not always doing what's best for the team long term, but but doing what's best for them to keep their job for the longest amount of time. Making sure. your co- making your quarterback look bad good when other coaches have failed, yeah, that, like that buys you like five years.
1: And I mean, it could be as simple as the tackles play well, the offensive line gives him time, and he's afforded you know he's afforded the the right situation to. You know to make the most out of his tools, and then you know, I mean, a, yeah,
0: and Stevansky wins yeah. coach of the year because of two tackles that played well.
1: Yeah, right. That's <laughs> it's, exactly. it's funny. That is, that's not funny crazy. how it works. That's really not crazy. Um, and you know, just because you, you're right, they've been at the top of the draft for so many years now. This, I mean, this roster is absolutely stacked with talent. It's stacked. It's not perfect. It's not complete. You know, it's not, it's not. It's not lacking holes. There, you know, there are a couple soft spots here and there, but overall, it's really, really good. This is a really good roster. Denzel Ward is a great player. Miles Garrett is a bona fide superstar. This is a decent. They, they, you know, they have the talent on defense to play well, um, and you know, the offense. If they can give Makefield time, I think we can see a better version of him this year than we saw last year. I think this team can win 9, 10 games and make the playoffs. I'm inclined to bet uh, playoffs yes at plus money. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I don't know if those are priced right just because there's seven. Yeah. Name me. I mean, I can name three teams really quick that are better than them, but name four more in the AFC. It gets tricky from there.
1: Well, I mean, realistically, who's the third best team in the AFC? We don't know.
0: I mean, it's the Steelers. It could be. Honestly, it's probably it's probably a toss up right now for me between the Patriots with Cam if he's not hurt, the Steelers with a healthy quarterback, and the Bills, just because the rest of the AFC and the defense you know the, those three defenses regress or not, those are still going to be teams that are right in the mix for the playoffs. So that means, I mean, that leaves you with Titans, Broncos. Colts, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you Texans.
1: I mean, I'm there's putting, more talented Cleveland. players on the Browns than a bunch of those teams. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm I'm. Uh, I'm
0: going to be down on Tennessee. I'm not 100% sold on Denver. The Chargers are always a mystery. You just never know. So, yeah, I think, I think I'm putting them in the conversation for like sixth, seventh best team. Mm-hmm. and they probably make the playoffs. Okay. And they have a good they have a good schedule. They have a good roster. If they screw me on this bet, I'm probably going to make this bet. I haven't bet on the Browns in quite a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's worth I think it's a good bet because uh, again, we you talk about it a lot, but like we through can buy week, out of this later. <laughs> yeah, and and through week 11, it's um it's a really favorable schedule. They're, you know, two, they, they, they that, that little stretch in the middle, eight, nine, 10, 11, like they set them up to get three wins in that spot, right? You see it. And really, if you go back one, like they should beat Cincinnati the previous week. So really, they, they have, they should have a little four game win stretch right there in the middle. That's going to be nice. They should get wins in weeks two and week three at home against Cincinnati and Washington. They could be Dallas. They play Baltimore really tough every year. I don't think they get a win, but they're going to be competitive. They're better than Indy. Um, they're better than Indy. Yeah. I, I This the is home game. I could see. I mean, I can entirely see after week 11 that this team already has
0: I think eight seven and three. Points. You could yeah, be an eight, eight and yeah, three eight, team. You
1: could be very, very, very entirely possible. Entirely possible.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. We're falling into the brown trap.
1: Well, I mean, it's not. It's because, it's like, you know, it doesn't take much to fix what was wrong with this team. I don't think, um, now that said, if the tackles sink, uh, and, you know, and Stefanski doesn't get a system fix, you know, in, in integrated, right. Or if he's not the right coach, um, you know, and this is a six and 10 ish type of team. Uh, you know, I, I are we talking about at the end of the season that Baker's a bust and they got to move on? Like, you know, I, I don't really, uh, I don't think that's likely, but it could could happen. Um, I think to make the playoffs though is, is very much in the cards for this team. I I can entirely see um, come week eleven. We don't know who wins the AFC North yet between Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, and all three teams are live for
0: that'll be uh,
1: for the playoffs. It really will be because that Pittsburgh Baltimore game on Thanksgiving is going to be sick. That. Uh, that Cleveland-Baltimore game week 14 is going to be sick.
0: Uh, who, who do we got? Uh, who are our Thanksgiving games if we get Thanksgiving?
1: Pittsburgh-Cleveland week 17 could decide the division. That's not crazy. Um, what, what, what did you ask? What are our Thanksgiving games? Well,
0: what is, well what's the Thanksgiving game you just mentioned for Cleveland?
1: Uh, Baltimore? Cle- Bal- uh, Pittsburgh-Baltimore is is Thanksgiving.
0: I got you. So that's,
1: that's that's Thanksgiving night. So yeah, that's, that's week, Thanksgiving night. Week
0: week 12. week twelve. Yeah. So you got Dal- Dallas, Washington, really?
1: Yeah. I know. Detroit, Houston.
0: <laughs> they kind of bungled yeah. the rest of it.
1: They did. They, uh, did.
0: They, now, they ever since they moved to three games, I don't think we've had like, hey, here's three really good games.
1: No, I don't know why because well, like everyone's going to watch so they don't really have to give you something. Yeah, weird. they
0: get you by the balls. They can they can <laughs> yeah. just they can they can make Jacksonville Houston for what's the joke? If Jacksonville Tennessee just played 3 times in a row, it wouldn't matter We'd <laughs> watch. Yes. I'd watch and we'd bet it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um God, dude, look at Jacksonville schedule week two, week three, week four. You're going to watch any minutes of Jacksonville, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Miami, or Jacksonville. You know what? Sincere.
0: I'm going to be grinding that film <laughs> because nobody else will. And we'll we'll be Jacksonville experts. So, all right, let's let's uh, oh, let's close the book. Um, and, the, and, and you know, we said this last week. We said we're going to split these up in two, and we're going to do it by the two worst teams first and the two best yes. teams last. Yes. And there, there was – I mean, there was like five minutes of discussion, not even. Sure, yeah. There was a couple DMs sent back and forth like, hey, we're just going to do Cincy and Cleveland, right? We're not going to get cute and say that. Because the two and the three are pretty close. Like, I, I think Cleveland can absolutely be a better team than a rejuvenated Pittsburgh squad and vice versa. Either of these teams could... Possibly even win the division, but mm-hmm. so no no slight to Cleveland. Obviously, we said a ton of nice things about them, and we're we're bullish on them. But I'm definitely putting Pittsburgh in the driver's seat when it comes to the two and three spots. Yeah, yeah. I
1: agree with you. Um, so proven,
0: proven team, proven coach. Even though right, we don't like them. Right, right,
1: right, right. Um,
0: Anything else? What do you got else?
1: I guess the only thing I was going to put the book on. I, I, I my my final prediction. I think Cleveland finishes ten and six. They get the seventh seed the the uh, in the in the wild card format, and they go lose eight to at, four at Casey. No, they they play Casey in the two seven matchup. They play oh, I Casey there's in two seven. Yeah. God,
0: what a weird year for the. I guess we get more <laughs> playoff
1: games. To, yeah, that's fine. Right yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, no, that sounds right. They lose thirty eight nothing to Kansas City. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the two seven matchup, Casey Cleveland. Oh, uh,
0: it doesn't. You, what What would you line that game? Let's say Kansas City plays as well as they they did last <laughs> year. They're healthy. Mm-hmm. Both teams are healthy. Going to the playoffs. It's in Kansas mm-hmm. City.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: would lay. I would lay. It's gonna be, and a half.
1: Yeah, it's going to be nine and a half, ten. Yeah.
0: I'd yeah. lay whatever rookie head coach You're gonna in lay the it? playoffs. I'd lay okay. R- rookie head coach in the playoffs. Give me that all day
1: long. It's going to be a bloodbath. Casey's got some holes. They can be scored on.
0: Well, maybe we take the over fifty four too.
1: Like I'm not like like is honestly, fair, like, is
0: that a fair? Is that a total?
1: Yes, I think so. I think that's probably. What I, do I that. mean, are the I oh, mean, are I the Browns? A fun game. I guess, like you know, we did this real quick. We did this with uh, all the NFC North teams. Like I kind of already had in my head how I'm gonna bet these guys. Right? Is there a signature about the way that this team is rostered, their strengths and weaknesses, that is makes them especially good or bad? in terms of coming back, gaining a lead, um, or is this like kind of a, just a neutral team?
0: You would think holding on to a lead would be okay with...
1: You two, would think. You qu- should be really you would,
0: good. You would think, yeah, two quality running backs that you can cycle in and out. Um, they just added a bunch of capital to the offensive line. You're going to have two good tight ends. like Short yardage, grinding out time should be easy for them. Coming back... We'll see. That's gonna that's gonna depend on. I think again, you have the receiver talent. You have a couple of great tight ends. You've, I mean, both running backs are good pass catchers. I think. And then Do we think he, are it's going expecting... to come down to the quarterback. The quarterback he he has to play better in situations like that. Or all the talent around him. It doesn't matter if he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off and throwing it to the wrong colored jersey.
1: Do do we think that with the kind of the analytics-minded people that are in charge now in Cleveland that this is going to be a team that emulates, say, the Ravens and goes four-on-fourth down a lot and makes a bunch of plus-EV decisions during the course of the game?
0: They should. Up I kind up of the think g- they will. Chub up the gut? I'd take that. I kind of think they will. <laughs> Who's their fullback? Do you know? Uh, no. <laughs> That's a trick question. I have no idea. Do they not have a fullback? I mean, some of these, a lot of these teams, are, they have like a fullback half or a fullback tight end combo guy, where it's like their fattest tight end is also a fullback sometimes. Andy Janovich. Oh, they traded for him. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he's not terrible. That's uh, yeah. I mean, they traded for a fullback. God, should we downgrade him.
1: Well, no, 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 no. no. Um, I but no, I, I think like if 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 i had to guess i would think that we are pleasantly surprised by the decision making of the cleveland browns in terms of going for it this year if yeah I had
0: if to guess. if they're if they're not kicking 23 yard field goals and going for it in plus ev positions it's it's going to help the offense as well and the defense yeah. doesn't have yeah. to play as much
1: yeah and i mean i think as far as their dna and their identity as a team like yeah baker mayfield can make a mistake and take you out of a scoring drive. He can, you know, he's he's got a little volatility to him for sure. Right. He's getting and, and really that was kind of their MO last year. They didn't have many comebacks. They didn't have many uh you know, they either played well and they won you know, they they won a game they should win, or they, you know, shot themselves in the dick five times, you know? And it was, I get I guess I would say the volatility part of it makes I think, you know, I'll take a chance because you do still have kind of the gunslinger mentality. Like, I'll take a chance on them betting them at halftime yeah. to come back. Um,
0: and, I mean, to your point about being, you know, fourth downs are great and all, but it doesn't come up as much as first downs,
1: hopefully.
0: Yes, They ran a ton on first and ten. I mean, their most common play was Nick Chubb runs the ball on first and 10, and their success rate wasn't super great. Even if they had a first and over 10, like if they took a penalty, uh, they decided like, hey, we're still going to run the ball most of the time, which that's not a super common play. It's a small sample size of pulling there, but they run on first down. So I think maybe getting away from that will probably help too. If you're going to say, hey, we're an analytics team now, you need to be slinging the ball on first down.
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: So I I would be more interested to see that than I, I mean I want both things. I want them going for fourth downs when when it calls for it, but I'd really like to see him passing more on first down.
1: I would too. I think that I mean that's I, I like you don't put these kind of people in charge. You don't go make a bunch of good analytical hi- analytics hires and then not do something with that, right? <laughs> like there's there's usually a, a payoff for that. Um Okay. All right. Cautiously optimistic on the Browns. I think they make the playoffs. I like that. Playoffs, yes, at plus 115. Um, I think that's better than swinging away on their alt wins over because it's, uh, it's a little price prohibitive. It's not, yeah. not a great, that's not a great payoff. Over 9.5, plus half plus one fifty is not. That's not calling me. <laughs> like I can entirely see 9 and 7 being good enough to get these teams to the playoffs. AFC is pretty, uh, pretty wide open after the top two. So why can't us?
0: Why not us? Why not now? <laughs> dog Pound's back, even though there's no fans.
1: Never mind. I, I <laughs> The Dog Pound will be watching from home. Yeah, the and Dog will Pound be will be there the in spirit.
0: All right, well, so obviously cool. we're going to do this uh, earlier this week, too. So if you're oh, yeah. listening to this on Tuesday, we are recording one right now. You don't even know like it's yeah. happening. We're doing it early to
1: not. Tired of, tired of getting stepped on by golf.
0: Golf is huge now. Everyone loves playing so golf.
1: Golf it's so big.
0: God, like nobody took advantage more. Even though they aren't putting it on TV very well, golf is really a monster on Wednesday. So we're gonna do these early. We'll do these. Golf Monday is a and monster.
1: Tuesdays. It's a monster handicapping it on Wednesday and content on Wednesday. And it's a, and when we tweet about our uh, our podcast up on Thursday morning, everybody's like, I don't fucking care. I'm watching golf.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got Bo Hoag in a matchup. I don't need this. <laughs> Yeah. So, yep, so we're going to be doing this early, and obviously Pittsburgh and Baltimore up next. I'm very excited to talk about regression both directions.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. All right, sounds good. It's
0: like the joke that Matic made. It would be my best...